This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Well, welcome to the show. We're going to have a fun hour. We got Christian Barclay on the line talking Nissan Frontier. And then Brian Armstead's back. We're really excited to hear what he thinks of the Mustang EGT. I'll be getting that in about a week or two. We really want to thank our sponsors, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. They've been with me since the beginning. Uh, they're up there at the Auto Parkway. Just go to hotrodscustomstuff.com, or you can call them at 760-745-1170. But I tell you, if you're buying a hot rod you need to get yours fixed, uh, maybe you just want to go buy parts and pieces for the man cave or the she cave or in the front room, whatever, Check out Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. Okie dokie. So I've got the Nissan Leaf. Now, this one was top of the line. It's the uh, SL Plus. So it's going to be a tad more than than you know, where you'll find pricing. But it is what it is. That's why I got the Monroney. Uh, and I always like to start off with the color, and it's Sunset Drift. So if you want to see a real nice, kind of an orangish color, but the... the a little bit on the leaf. You know, the leaf's been around since, I think, 2011 is when it first came out. And it was a little pudgy looking. And, you know, none of them really had any style. It's like, why do we need to stylize a, an electric car? But they've come to the brilliant conclusion that, yes, you do need to do that. So we'll drive them. And, but I had the leaf, and it was, you know, it was in its everybody's infancy. I mean, it would go not a 100-mile range. But again, it wasn't designed to go from, you know, here to San Francisco and back or here to L.A. and back necessarily. So it, it it was built the way it was supposed to, and it did extremely well. And it enabled uh, Nissan to reinvest themselves and now come out with a new Leaf, which I have to tell you, I've been driving a lot of electric vehicles, and my route is from Alpine to Mission Valley, basically, and then Mission Valley back to Alpine and electric vehicles, I'm telling you, are no two alike. The Nissan Leaf, this is a, I get in it, it's 100% charged, and the range is 197. That's okay, fine. So I head off to KUSI by the time I get, I'd say three quarters. I was, I had gained, and now I had a range of 215. Now, granted, the the unit on the dash that told you what your percentage was definitely went down. Not majorly. I mean, my range was still there. I was still 215 at one time, and then when I got to the station going up a couple of hills, I was at 201. Well, that's the first time I've had an electric car do that, where it actually gave me more than I use going, I guess you could say downhill, because that's really what it is from Alpine. But the car handled fine. It took a little bit getting used to the regenerative braking, which if you let your foot off the gas even a little bit, she she'll she'll slow down on you. And and, and wasn't it wasn't obtrusive. I wasn't like I had to stand on it the whole time. It handled, drove extremely well. Uh, everything comes with the car, of course. You got a bag, a really nice bag actually. It puts all your cables in there. Uh, you've got a six point six. Uh, I think kilowatt charge charge or you get the six point six charge point. That's what it is, and then the quick uh, and the quick charge port as well. So you got two different ports. I've showed them in the video. If you go to if you go to YouTube and punch my name and 
I don't think I put it up yet. I think it goes up Monday. So, like I said, regenerative braking, that's going to take a little little time to get used to. It's got all the safety features you want to, you know, Nissan likes to use a 360, and that's what it is. You have the same thing on the interior. You do the structure. It's kind of a mindset, when they, and it really works. Uh, you'll just have to, you know, trust me and, uh, you know, go check it out and see what you think. But, uh, again, it's just like a little car. It's like a little SUV, you know. I, and once you get used to driving it, now, let me just talk a little teeny bit about wasn't a negativity. I guess it's just a matter of either listening to the salesman or reading the owner's manual. But this was another first for me. Once I plugged it in, and whenever you're plugging them in, you got to hear the click so you'll know it's connected. And then when you're done, you have to kind of figure out the process of dis- disengaging. I always turn off the unit and then go over and try to undo the- Well, on this particular car... Your key fob has a button that you push, which unlocks the gas door or unlocks the cable from the plug-in, which I had not seen that before. I don't know if that works, whether it's you know locked or unlocked. I'm assuming it would, you know, the car has to be locked. That's another common denominator when you're trying to disconnect because the cable. You have to remember if you ever feel like it's stuck, it's not. It's not stuck. There is a, a, a unit that comes down on top of you of the gun, and it locks the gun in the receptacle. You can't. And the reason they do that is if you could pull in and you're charging your car, and you're gone and got a haircut or you went and had breakfast, and I come in, I, I walk over and plug it and plug plug it into mine. You know, because the char if there's a charge, it's going to your credit card, not mine. See what I'm saying? So, so they they lock in, and sometimes it's a challenge to figure out how to get the cable unlocked. And uh, so that's to me that's one of the most important things. And just one knowing it's going it's charging, and number two that you're able to disconnect it, and what's the best uh, process to do that? And usually at the dealerships now. There's an expert within the building that specializes in, you know, EV, electric, what have you. And, you know, they would be the best to sit down with you if you have questions, if you haven't figured it out yourself. But, again, this one based out at 37400 Okay, with all the bells and whistles, it came out to 39230 Now, you can get it in into an S, which I don't know what you get with it, but... That would be something that you would want to check out for twenty seven four. So, so you got you, know, you got room to grow. You got about you know almost ten grand differences to play with on entry levels. But you know, check it out, see if that's something that works. But the most important part, you know, like I mentioned in the last segment, is is make sure you got a plan. Make sure that when you make this, you know, transition, so to speak. To a different form of pul- propulsion, to be flat honest with you, you know, not being able to stop anywhere you want, and just plug in, you know, unless you know where and, and how, and you know, is there a cost? I mean, there's a lot of gray area that that's you know comes out with it. But if it makes if it makes sense, that's the main thing. If you can pencil it out, and if it makes sense, 
then you then you then you definitely want to go for it. And I think go for it now until later because I, <laughs> I was talking to an engineer and I said, "So when are you going to come out with a ten thousand dollar electric car?" And he goes, "We can't even come out with a ten thousand dollar gas car." I say, no, but we're going away from all of that, and they want to go electric, but there's no way everybody on the planet can afford a thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar electric car. He just looked at me, and really, I mean, that's, I mean, really, what, 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 more, what more could you say other than, okay, now what? What's next? Yeah, we'll figure it out. We always do. You know, whenever the the big ship turns, and that's what it is, going away from gasoline to uh, all, uh other propulsions uh it, it's a slow turn you know it's not it's not going to snap around so it'll be interesting to see how it how it goes see what comes see what what kind of laws get passed what kind of vehicles are we going to be driving and you know five five years ten years you know because a lot a lot of things are changing right now but so far I like the experience of electric vehicles. Uh, I my number one drop would be confidence in the vehicle, knowing where you can go, how far can you go. Uh, if you're adventurous, that'll work. The destination equipment on the cars are I haven't seen one hiccup yet, and you know that's another thing you got to know. Um, but you just need to know what the processes are once you get maybe get yourself in a situation when you have low low juice. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do is run out, which I have done before. And that's, again, that's no different than running out of, out of gas. So you're not, I mean, the experiences, you know, the only thing I was able to do is that once it sat, it, it generated enough juice that I could drive it up on the, the tow truck in the back, which was kind of cool. I always like to do that anyway. So that's where that's at. And that was another default not of the car. It was the fault of the operator, which was me. Because you mentioned earlier, I said, wait for that click, you know, before you turn power on. Well, I had plugged it in, turned on the power, and it just sat there all night and didn't do anything. And I got up and had to hit the road and be on <laughs> at KUSI and with only 35-mile range. I'll tell you that story later on. We're going to take a quick break. Christian Barclays in the wings. You ought to know. FM 96 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96. AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at Express Auto Service. I take all my cars there and Dave and Connie and the gang. They do a phenomenal job. Go to ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. Any kind of automotive issue you have, you take it over there, talk to Dave. And if Dave can't fix it, he definitely has contacts that will. It's all about customer service, trust me. And by the way, he wanted me to wish you a very, very happy Easter. All right, hey, we got Kristen Barclay on the line. This looks like it's going to be the Nissan hour. Uh, I just got out of the, just finished talking about the Leaf, and you're now going to talk about the Frontier. Yes, the Frontier, which has had a makeover, yeah. almost an extreme makeover, I guess you could say. You know, I talked. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I've drove it. Uh, I talked to Nissan about it, and they said a couple of years ago. You know, once their little court issue thing was getting, they said they were going to go gangbusters, and man, they sure have. It's like fresh uh, injection of money. 
because I think for quite a while, journalists were, were hammering Nissan. I think every event, you know, the question was, the Frontier's due. The Frontier's overdue. The Frontier's like overdue, overdue, overdue. Like, when are you going to remake it? And I kept being told, we're still selling them. We're selling them at a, an incredible rate, so why fix it? Yeah. And, you know, I guess the, the answer that I always had was, because it would sell better mm-hmm. if you, you know, gave it a makeover. Um, interesting thing is, it, it hadn't been in my driveway an hour, and I get a call from my neighbor, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, can we? You've got a Frontier? Can we come look at it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm thinking, "Well, they've got a they've got a full size pickup truck. Uh, you know, why are they wanting to come look at this?" And they said, uh, "You know, we can't park." Remember, we had a conversation recently about like garages getting smaller and smaller, right? Um, We've had some really severe weather here lately with hail the size of your hand. Really? And they said, uh, we can't get our truck in the garage, and so we're having to pay a storage facility, so we want to go down to a mid-sized truck. And they said, you know, we're looking at the Taco, we're looking at the Tacoma, we're mm-hmm. looking at the mm-hmm. Nissan, mm-hmm. and so we can we look at it. And he gets in, and the first thing he says is, wow, mm-hmm. they have really made some changes. Yep. And, uh I was like, yeah, you nailed it. And he said that he really, the first thing that he noticed was how driver-centric the interior is. And he was like, you know, the, the cab, he goes, I sit in, and he's like, it just feels like everything is within reach and everything's convenient. Um, you know, I pointed out the wireless charger. He's like, I love that. He's like, I love that it has Apple CarPlay, which I found interesting because, you know, you and I don't like it. Right. Um, he, he's, he's older than me, and he was like, Apple CarPlay to me is a game changer. He goes, it's just so easy. I love it. Um but yeah, he was like super impressed with uh, with all the changes they made. He said, you know, from the exterior to the interior, I just really like this truck. And then I, you know, I said, well, you know, um, he said, how much is this one? Because uh, I had a Pro X, and I was like, oh, it's just a little bit over forty four thousand. And he was like, yeah, he goes, I think that's a a, a great deal, um, you know, for what I'm getting and everything. So and it's got more horsepower than the Colorado and the Tacoma, which is one of my big sticking points. Anytime I get in that Colorado, I always feel like it's lacking power. Right. Um, this truck doesn't feel like it at all. It also feels like it's the, the outgoing model to me, if you were using it as a work truck, it was great. But when you got it on the road, mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a washing machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This yeah. One, this one is completely different experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You enjoy driving right? this one. You enjoy driving this one. You do. The only, you know, the only thing that I don't like about driving it is that the steering feels a little less nimble. The turning radius is tight. It's not as easy to navigate. You know, when you're driving a midsize truck, you always think, oh, it's easier to park. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way just because the steering is kind of heavy. Um, it's not like it's bad. It no, just, no, no, no. I, 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 know, I, know I know what you're saying because you, you would think it would be lighter than what it, it's actually performing at. Yeah, like in the in the Jeep Gladiator, the Jeep Gladiator has an amazing turning turning radius. You can really maneuver, um, and it just feels heavy in the in the frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is like the back seat. I actually rode in the back seat for a couple miles. Had Marlon drive it. The back seat feels a little cramped. Now it's it's good for you know short trips. I wouldn't want to be stuck back there for a while, and also mm-hmm. because there's no airflow, there's no vents in the back seat. I'm not yeah. really sure why that is. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe when they kind of update a little bit, that's something that they'll consider. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the first to have the intelligent around view monitor with moving object detection and off road mode. And then I love the Utilitrack system that Nissan mm-hmm. puts in their Frontier. 
Um, I just think that's that's awesome. I know that mid-sized trucks don't typically have you know uh, utility boxes like Ram does in their full-size truck. They have the Ram box, right? But because the back seat is kind of small. Um, I think it would be cool if they would put in some kind of removable box storage. And I say removable because the bed is already small. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's really using it as a work truck doesn't want to give up the space full time. Um, but I think it would be cool to be able to configure it with some removable boxes. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody out there is thinking that because let's face it, you know, anything can be better and you have to fit it to your needs of what you want to do. Yeah. I think that's a good idea, but I like the truck. It was, it was, you know, I've never not liked the Titan. It's just gotten way better. Uh, probably this this version is probably one of the best ones I I was in on road off road. Uh, so they're they're going in the right direction. There's no ifs ands or buts. This is a kind of a vehicle you need to put on your list. <laughs> we sound like salesmen, but you need to put on your list. You know, if you're looking for a vehicle. Yes, definitely when you're in the midsize truck range. Yeah. Um, I think it's better than some of its competitors, definitely in many areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a great price. You know, you can get in a, a, a starting one, you know, if you go down to base for under 30, you can get in one yeah. for like 27.8, uh-huh. uh-huh. um, you know, which is outstanding. It also keeps its value, and, you know, Frontiers have the reputation for driving until the wheels fall off. Um, Great updated Fender audio system, which is amazing. I do, you know, I always nick Nissan for this. Their infotainment needs updating. Um, yeah. But it's not the end of the world. Like like my neighbor said, use Apple CarPlay, and then whatever right. infotainment's in it doesn't matter. Right. That's true. And that's exactly where that's going as well. Now, it's, yeah, I I, I liked I liked it. It was, it was just, and I love the colors combination. You know, if you want to go online, uh, just go Nissan.com, uh, Frontier. You know, search and you'll be able to build your own. That's what I always like doing. But the colors, they got some pretty nice colors this year. So now you just got to get them. Yeah. I was in a white one and it's got that, you know, rugged Ooh. sport bar on it. And um, yeah, it's just uh, super nice. I love the seats. The seats are comfortable. Um, I like kind of, it's kind of got some style in it. I just, mm-hmm. they did a great job. It took forever, um, but they, at least they got it right. You know, sometimes models, they take forever and then we're like, Oh man, why didn't they do X Y Z when they could have? Mm-hmm. And that's not really the case with this uh, with this truck. I feel like they they really made changes where they were needed, and they're they're good changes. Right, exactly. No, I I, I think it's uh, it's 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 a bargain at this point, you know, because I mean, like I said, it's not over the top as far as trucks go, because you've been in a lot more you know expensive trucks with less less features, wouldn't you say, on occasion? Absolutely. And the thing is, when you're looking for a mid-sized truck, you know, you want to stay well below that 50K range because yeah. otherwise it's, it's hard to justify it, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're looking at a like, garage situation or a parking situation right. um, or fuel economy, then you're always like, why not just go up to that, that full size and, and get a little more capability, you know, a little more storage, a little more room to, to spread out. So I think it's priced right as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's competitive, and, and especially for what it offers and everything. Even Marlon was impressed. Um, which, you know, I thought, and it was quiet. Like we did the phone call test, you know, am I shouting? Mm-hmm, uh, do mm-hmm. I feel like my windows are down even though they're up and you know, it passed that test as well. So it's a, it's a great trick. What's going on? Because I'm losing my voice. You sound like your voice is kind of hoarse. What is going on? I is there something know. on the phone line? <laughs> it could be. There's something in the air. <laughs> There's something in the air. Would you say hail the size of your fist? We had, it was like, if you stretched out the palm of your hand right now. 
like you were going to count yeah. on your five fingers. Yeah. It didn't hit our area, but in Texas, down the road, about 45 miles away from us, they had hail the size of your hand. Whoa. Oh, the car lots yeah. must have gone crazy. Because you know that's not going to you know, be good. I know it was a small town, so I'm wondering how many car lots there <laughs> were. But, yeah, it's, tis, tis the season here in Texas, you know? I mean, it gets to the point where people start inflating air mattresses and coming and trying to <laughs> trying to uh, attach them to their cars. It's, it's yeah. nuts. It is. It is. Well, be safe out there. What's your, uh, what's your next car? Or what are you in today? I don't know. We'll find out Tuesday because I'm uh, still in the frontier right now. So we'll see what I get ah, this week. All right. Very good. Well, if you get a chance, have you have you been in the Leaf? I was. I think we did that review a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I just got out of it. Uh, I, I got my issue taken care of. Uh, so, okay, cool. So as long as we both got that covered, we are good to go. So what are you doing for Easter? going to go do an Easter egg hunt? You know, the kids uh, did their baskets this morning, and they're begging me to go swimming, and it's a little bit cold, but I think I might uh, might let them go outside and enjoy the sunshine, so well, maybe. It, oh, yeah, if you're not getting hail, I think that would probably be a good idea. <laughs> how, do, how do people follow you around, kid? You know, find me at uh, focusdailynews.com. There's lots of content there. Or find us, find the team at facebook.com backslash YAK radio, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Look forward to it, folks. We're going to take a quick break. We got Brian Armstead on the line. He is either just in, is in, or I think he's already been in it. The Mustang Mach E, not just the E, but the GT. Stay tuned right here. You ought to know. FM 961, AM 1170, the answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, AM 1170, KCBQ. Hey, we're going to talk to uh, uh, Brian Armstead here in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you about John's Automotive Care, original location over there on Riverdale Street. Just go to John's with an S, San Diego Auto Repair.com for addresses, services, you know, certifications. It's, it's off the charts. Hey, let's talk to our good buddy, Brian Armstead. Brian, how are you today? And happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, Dave. It's been a month, a month yeah. since I've been on with you. And, uh, you know, I've been on, on the road and then had a bout with COVID 19. So I'm feeling very blessed on this Easter Sunday. And uh, for everybody out there in KCBQ land, no matter what you celebrate, I wish you a peaceful Sunday, and it's good to be back on uh, back on with you, Dave. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad uh, <clears throat> things are going well. You got a little bit of a frog, but that's okay. I got one too. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I got my cup of water by by right. the side here, so we're, we're gonna make it through. I'm doing. I'm gonna do okay. I don't know. Christian said something about a shot of really good whiskey and, and a little honey, but I told her we, we wouldn't well, be able you know, to do that till later. <laughs> well, you know that, that I like I like Chris. Chris is steady on the case. I like I like his uh, outlook on life. That's good. I'm, I'm gonna have to take care of that after we get off the air. But I got to stay focused right now. Yeah. So, so let's I talk. Let's you, talk. I heard you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. You, you go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say I'm really excited that you're gonna you know let me know what you thought of the. The GT Mustang E, because I'm getting that, I think, in two weeks. So it'll be interesting. Well, you know, it, it's a, it's an interview. Here, here's where I stand, Dave. I'm trying to remember. We did the Mustang Mach-E before mm-hmm. on the program, mm-hmm. and there's no way that, because I was, like, really kind of, you know, lukewarm about it. Mm-hmm. That must have been a base model that we <laughs> talked about, because this GT all-wheel drive, 
is for real. It is really super impressive. Um, and when I say super impressive, I mean, it, it seems to dial in everything just almost perfectly. The only, <coughs> pardon me, the only um, quibble I have about it is that the ride quality is a bit stiff. Mm. But it's a GT all-wheel drive. It's meant for performance. It's meant for carving up corners. And boy, can you do that with uh, with with ease. I mean, comes in at, at over sixty. At over $63,000, good luck trying to find one for that price, mm-hmm. you know, given the chip shortage and the popularity. Wow. These things these things are sold out, all of the 22 mo- 2022 models, unless I'm misreading the information, are sold out. So that's, good luck trying to find one. Yeah. That, that's how popular it's been. And, and just wait till the lightning hits the streets. I'm going to San Antonio uh, first two days of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID fog. I got to keep my mind straight here. First two days of May to drive the uh, the new Lightning, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, look, people, dealers are marking up the new Hummer yeah. under seventy seven hundred one hundred seventy seven thousand. They're going to mark up the uh, the mock the uh, Lightning. They're mar- they're marking up everything. It's a shame that you know, it, it, you know, we criticize Tesla for not having a dealer network, but you know. Look! Look at the benefit of buying a Tesla. You, you get the you get the price that the car cost, mm-hmm. not some jacked up price that you know people decide they want to charge you because of adjusted market value. That's you know I I agree. Look, capitalism is great. I love capitalism. I'm a semi-capitalist. I enjoy my money, but don't gouge people. Don't don't do it. You know. But anyway, back to that's no, not Ford's problem. No, right no, 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 no. Yeah, I totally get it. And you know, you're absolutely right. You know, and it, 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 it's it's a vicious circle. You know, they've got to sell yeah. it for a certain price to cover this. And it's not that they're all of a sudden just jacking the price up. It's just that. They're just not selling any cars because they don't have any products. So, yeah, it's it's almost a show for another show. Because I want to know a little guy like you, six foot nine, how did you fit in this GT? Well, luckily, it has a gla- a full glass panoramic uh, roof above me, so the headroom is not an issue at all. Okay, uh, legroom, Dave is is surprised. Look, if I take my foot off of the uh, foot left footrest if i take my left foot off of the footrest right i can literally extend my left leg out completely Whoa. And that's not a comfortable that's not a comfortable way to drive short term but on the long term uh, john yeah that's super comfortable for the wow. left leg i can literally fully extend my left leg at six nine right leg it's the, it's the usual situation where i hit the i hit the gas and the brake pedal right at a 45 degree angle. I mean, that's just yeah. life in the, in the big lane. Right. And you know, the center console, the lower console, uh, my calf rests on the lower console. So that hurts after a while. Yep. But you know, I'm not going to ding Ford for that because they can't build cars. No. You know, they're not going to make any money building Sasquatch cars. No. No. So overall, I would rate the interior comfort for somebody, uh, six foot six and over as a, as a very solid eight on a 10 scale. Right. If you're, you're under five, six foot uh, five, six foot six. Man, this is going to be a very pleasant interior. Mm-hmm. And with the seat all the way back, you can still have a real human being behind you. This is a four door, what they call, you know, it's, I guess they call it a four door coupe. It's a hatchback. Mm-hmm. So it's a five door, technically. And, uh, you know, the person behind you will have a good day. This is not like some, you know, Ben's uh, coupe where you slide the seat back and it, it essentially renders it a three seater. Let's get to performance day because this is what this vehicle is all about. First of all, it charges pretty quickly 
a regular house current, I'm um, like it says right now, at 100, percent I'll be ready to. Uh, I'll be. I'm at 42 percent now, and I'll get to 100 percent at 9:18 Wednesday morning. That seems extreme, but <laughs> you know, I've been able to. I've been able to plug it in for a couple of hours and take right. care of what I need to do. I have a level one charger at the house, so. Right. You know, level two, fast charger, you know, you'll, you'll be good to go. But what I like the most about this is that it has the performance. It has three drive modes. Whisper, which is when you want to tool around town and just kind of be kind to your fellow man. Engage is when, you know, people slightly disrespect you and you just want to show them that, you know, your, your, your Ford Mustang Mach-E GT is, is a legitimate contender to the Tesla plaids of the world. And then unbridled, which is where you just have no respect for humankind. <laughs> it's the uh, it's it's the mode where you just like look, you know, your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you put you put this baby in unbridled mode, Dave, and on the uh, on the huge screen in front of me, it looks like it's almost sixteen inches. It's a vertical Tesla like screen. You uh, you can actually add propulsion sound to your really? experience and it really sounds like an exhaust system it's amazing <laughs> it's artificial sound it's piped into the interior nobody sure. outside can hear it and uh you have one pedal drive which is super nice in this car you take your foot off the brake pedal uh, i mean off the gas off, off the off of the potentiometer there's no gas pedal yeah, it's an e-pedal um you take your foot off the pot and the car brakes yeah. And you get that benefit of, of uh, regenerative braking to, to add mm. some juice back to the, the heat, you know, adds a little juice back to the battery, and it works well. You can you can actually time yourself based on your speed to the car that you're pulling up on. You let go of that, that um, accelerator pedal, and you stop, and, and, and with the auto hold feature, it just holds you right in place. It's such a cool thing. It's like a little game you play on the road. I mean, you know, of course, you have to cover you have to cover the brake because you don't want to be a, a jerk and run into the guy behind you because you're playing a game behind the wheel. But uh, it's just a lot of fun to drive. Um, I quibbled before about the uh, start button being behind the steering wheel, kind of been a little hard to reach in the cell between the steering wheel and the center screen. I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. You have a yeah. killer banging all of the stereo system in the car. You can crank it all the way up to its full uh, volume, and it sounds crisp and clean. Mm. The seat materials—you have, uh, you know, some faux suede and nice stitching, highly uh, sculpted bucket seats. Um, the steering wheel is a fat GT steering wheel with a Mustang uh, logo on it. Uh, it has a, uh, a L- um, uh, infrared display right above the steering wheel, which mm. is for the future. This is going to be one of those autonomous driving readers where it kind of looks at your eyes and sees what you're doing. The actual driver's cluster it may be about three or four inches high and about eight inches, ten inches long maybe. It's a little little sucker that sticks above the, um, above the dash right in front of you. And basically all you need to know is right in front of you there, how fast am I going? Mm-hmm. What? How many miles do I have left? What gear am I in? And and, um, and whether I'm what mode I'm in in terms of um, uh, brake regeneration, uh, the, the the gear that I'm in, and you know you don't need a lot of information because you have your big iPad in the middle here, which pretty much handles everything: climate, heated steering wheel, all this, this all the settings, all the drive modes, everything. It is a fun car to drive. I have a white model. It is called Star White Metallic. 
It's got all kinds of. It's got active grill shutters, um, uh, a, a drainable front trunk, uh, LED lighting. Uh, it's got some options. I've got uh, 20 inch aluminum wheels, the panel roof, uh, Blue Cruise, uh, 360 degree camera. Ford has put this thing together really nicely. I'm not a big fan of Ford dropping sedans because I like the Fusion. I like the uh, Crown Vic. I liked um, the Taurus. I liked everything they did with Ford Doors. Mm-hmm. But they have their they have their, their money set on big trucks, sport mm-hmm. utilities, and fun to drive, you know, sport, uh, sport-oriented vehicles. The Mustang, naturally aspirated Mustang, is selling like hotcakes. The Mustang Mach-E and the various trim levels, you can get them starting at about $43,000. And I'm sure Mustang, I'm sure Ford still has credits left, federal credits, unlike Tesla. They can get a $7,500 federal tax credit on it. So they've done a super nice job, uh, Dave, um, you know, with this car. You've got to select. I mean, you have the uh, the base Mustang uh, starts at about 43000 a Mach-E. Mm-hmm. And you have different configurations all the way up to the GT all-wheel drive. Uh, I put about 300 miles in the car. It has over 300 miles range, which seems to be the standard these days mm-hmm. for an electric vehicle. And, um, yeah, cheers to Ford for a yeah. super nice job. I'm just going to say again, no squeaks, no rattles. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. It's tight. It's pleasant. I could see myself owning one of these. And, you yeah. know, when I say something like that, Dave, that's, uh, that's the highest form of praise. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Absolutely, because I just did a whole segment on uh, getting ready to own an electric car. It's like bringing home a new puppy. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of stuff you've got to do up front before you sign the the dotted line. Uh, how did you? How did you get? How was visibility to the rear? You know, in the quarters, no blind spots to well, speak of. Well, no, it's got some. Oh, that's that's a good point. You know, when you look over your right shoulder, mm-hmm. there's a. The C pillar, and then actually, I guess because it's a hatch, uh, you know, the the hatch window is very has a large fairing around it, so you have a little porthole on the C pillar. Uh, rearward vision to check your blind spots is not good. Uh, rearward vision, just looking out the back window, is good. Rearward vision over your left shoulder is excellent, but when you're trying to change lanes and look over your right shoulder. Um, it's a bit of an issue, but of course they have a blind spot warning system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I prefer, I even, you know, even though I have a blind spot monitoring system and warning system, I still like to take a physical right. look over my shoulder. Yep. And you know, as you get as you get older, the, the you know, it's kind of hard to do that full one eighty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you do kind of like a a thirty degree turn and, and hope for the best. You know, <laughs> isn't that the truth? trying to tilt your body around and your neck so you can do a full 180 and it's you know even when i was younger it wasn't a full 180 but you you understand what i'm trying to say yeah exactly uh, but you know that like it's like it's like driving a lamborghini dave you can you can solve every problem by just hitting the accelerator and just getting <laughs> out of the way of everybody else yeah you think there's something there yeah i think the throttle. yeah i think there is so this will be interesting uh so maybe we'll uh, do a little recap after i've been in mine hey take care yeah. of yourself buddy get back in bed exactly. and we will talk to you Thanks next you week the air with you. And I, okay take care all right buddy merry uh, happy easter all right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to You Ought to Know on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know show right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. 
this segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service. Man, I tell you, Dave and his team just do a phenomenal job. Nap Auto Care, ASC certified. Your guarantee's good, clear across the United States. Family owned and operated. Take a run over to Convoy Auto Service. They're right there at 3909 Convoy Street. And right across from them is Bumper Dock Kearney Mesa. If you got a lease return or a vehicle with scratches, dings, dents, anything that's you know automotive, let these guys take a look at it. You will be very impressed. They have a paintless dent repair program that if you have a classic car or a car that you got dented but it didn't break the paint, these guys are magicians. You can't believe it. That is Bumper, uh, Bumper Dock Kearney Mesa. Check these guys out. All right, so this vehicle I'm going to talk a little bit to you about is a vehicle that you'll buy and you probably won't sell. The 2022 Lexus GX 460, uh, 4.6 liter, romping, stomping V8, and we might as well go to the Gorilla in the Room fuel mileage. Eh, 15 city, 19 highway, 16 combined. I got 23.3 yesterday morning, going about 40 miles. So I know people say, well, you live in Alpine and you're going downhill. Well, okay. So even if, so 19 is going to be the best you can do, but if you can't do better than 19, then you're not driving right. Uh, this bad boy will tow up to 6,500 pound tow capacity. Comes with a trailer sway system, uh, triple beam uh, LED lighting for awesome lighting, 10.3 inch multimedia screen for, you know, nav and climate, uh, eight speed automatic, uh, and this one's got the black line edition, which was kind of their, homage to i guess halloween i don't know uh the black line comes with uh, black i think they're 17 inch tires and wheels the windows are trim is all uh, treated black the grill uh the roof rails the accessory roof rails and then the interior was kind of a more gray but it had a nice accent to the dash it wasn't dark it was light uh one of the things i love about lexus is they stay true to what you know two sides of the of the auto lover industry is and that's knobs versus you know sweeping and, and touching type controls you know i don't know if it's an old school thing but i just rather turn the radio up turn the radio down even do the navigation you know enlarge you know some of them do some of them do i'm not saying that no one's doing it but this particular car had both so you could go either way and if you really like playing with a mouse pad that was right there to your right. So it was kind of a win-win all the way around. And I was just talking about this the other day, or actually yesterday. And I was just telling somebody we were talking about this particular car. And I said, but they, when they, every once in a while, Toyota will get it in their head that a component and a feature and a function never needs to be messed with. And I'm speaking of the cruise control stock on the right side, lower, uh, off the steering column, it's just a little box. It is as efficient as on and off, but it's very functional. You can increase, decrease. You can do everything you can with today's cruise control, 
But this one has been in the same place, and it's got to be the same part number since the 80s. And I did ask a Toyota, or an Alexa, I don't think it was Lexus, it was Toyota engineer. I go, when are you going to move off to the, you know, the ones in the steering wheel? And he goes, why? Is that one broken? <laughs> you know, and he's right, that thing. And so I was telling somebody this story, and then I jumped into a car that was delivered, which is this particular vehicle. And I didn't notice it until after the story was told in there. I, I, I dawned to look, and oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it. But it works, and that's the way this this vehicle is. Uh, if you like sitting tall, you, you're going to see you're going to ride kind of tall in the saddle with this one. Uh, but you can take up zero to sixty in about seven seconds. So if you're into burning fuel, this could possibly be the car for you. A um, couple different ways you can get it. There's a luxury edition, and then uh, let me see which one did I get this time. It was, uh, didn't say, just the GX460. Um, it has a back a door, I guess you should because it's kind of a door, but the window pops up. There's a little, actually a little button on the tailgate that you punch that, and, the, and just the window pops up. Maybe it's, it's the weather's bad, or maybe you're putting a, an animal in the back and you you know don't want to open the door because to get into the rear compartment you stand behind it and you take your right hand grab the handle and pull all the way to your right where that door actually blocks the passenger you know the passenger side slash curb and leaves things vulnerable so there's many ways to think about this i think it's just i'd rather have it go the other way but they chose to do it this way other than that, doesn't flip down, doesn't flip up, doesn't do anything at all in that respect. Uh, it's got that big honking grill. So if, you, if you've if you kind of lost flavor in that uh, Lexus grill, this car is not, I mean, this car's got the grill. But it, it again, it's, the car is all blacked out, so it's really cool. And it just has this, this look about it when it's just sitting there. It's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of like what a, a forerunner always wished it could be. Uh, this, this was not off road at all. This didn't. I don't think this had any off road uh, capabilities. If I look, I'll look one more time. But I don't think so. This is more of a street street vehicle. Uh, it's which I think all Lexus. That's kind of where they belong on the street. Not that they're not capable of going off road. That's that's another story all in itself. Uh, but. I really, you know, totally enjoy it. It's a body on frame. You know, that's, you know, this is on the off-road. I mean, this is on this vehicle. Yeah, body on frame. I mean, that's that's when you're looking for ruggedness. That's looking when you're looking for stability and, and, and like, like a truck. Uh, you can also get an off-road package and also a multi-terrain package. So you can, you know, if you want to set this thing up to go serious off-road, yeah. That's looks like that's more more than than doable, um, but again, you know, it's all about one. Can you find one? That's that's one thing. But I would recommend uh, order it. Just get online, find out when you can get them, uh, and then what they'll do is you know they're taking orders. You're going to get in line, but I'd rather go straight to the manufacturer and get everything taken care of. And then they'll ship the vehicle to the dealer of your choice. Before you know, be, but if you do it the other way around, 
and you go through the dealer, you know, there's a good chance things could fall through the cracks unless they had a person that was, you know, designed to sit at a desk and do that and that only because it could be a little a little complicated. But I've had people order them and not not say that there was an issue, you know. I you know, don't really know if they've received the vehicles or not yet, but but I would I would assume that it, if they were, if there was a glitch, the public would know about it for sure. So, if you're looking for a vehicle, this was a two row. This didn't have. I don't think this had the three row in it, and I don't. I don't think so. I think the four seventy uh, is what gets you your three row. But this was perfect for me. You know, I, you know, I handled it the way. You know, everything worked. Stereo system, heat was great. Couch seats were easy comfort. And you know that's that's neat. I love the the fact that you can you know, extend the armrests, you know, center armrests, you know, anywhere you want between your passenger, which is really kind of cool. You know, if you're just cruising along, um, typical Lexus. You know, I mean that's, I mean sometimes we take take uh, that particular manufacturer for granted, but I think they do a phenomenal job. And this one is different. Um, it looks good when it's clean, man. I tell you, it's it stands out. People definitely take take a, a real good close look at it. Um, didn't take it off any back roads. Didn't take it off road at all. Like I said, it wasn't a four wheel drive, so I wasn't wasn't going to do that. Even though it has that the look, like you could, and it probably could. I mean, it's a you know, it's basically a Toyota, and that's they're rugged and they're you know they're designed to go off road, and they and they and they've got it. Uh, this one. Uh, like I said, she's not she's not light. I think she weighed in at about. Uh, let's see, do I have a weight on it? Probably not. But I did. No, I don't know what I was doing. I was looking at the towing capacity. Yeah, so you know, and it's you know well worth a look at if you're looking for that kind of vehicle. The market's not as big as you would like, uh, but Lexus is definitely uh, one I would look at if that's if that fits your family and that's really what this is all about um but yeah it's it was a dream to drive comfortable took it up in the hills drove absolutely fine uh decent got you know like i said i got you know good fuel mileage so i can't i can't i can't complain about about that at all so um, take a look at it maybe something you'd enjoy well guess what we're going racing in the next hour christian barclay or not christian but Brittany is up here someplace. I have didn't see her walk in, but hopefully she is here sitting in the lounge. And we've got some guests, I think, as well. So it should be interesting. I can't wait. Uh, looks like Jason Aldridge is coming in. And we're going to, and, and David Hunt. So should be a good show. Stay tuned. This is You Ought to Know, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer.